Welcome to episode three of the Flagrant Fans. Today, we are going to be talking about free agency, summer league, and the rule changes in the NBA. Looking forward to it. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Craig. I'm here with Jay Kyle and the consummate sad jazz fan, JJ Andrews. <laughs> Glad to be here. Always, an, always a sad, sad off season. All right. We are brought to you today by Tucker Punch Productions and their number two podcast, Tuck and Run. Number two in the ratings, number two in your hearts. <laughs> um, you can find us on Twitter. Please look us up, Ba underscore Jones 34. Jones. We got uh, Point God 34. For Jay, and then you can find me at Craig Masterflex. JJ, you got a Twitter? Yeah, I just got to I got to uh, fix it up a little bit. I, I think what does it's that even Motown mean? Jazz at me oh, or something. Man. I don't know. You don't like that no more. He, I'm he not a big Twitter person. He doesn't I, really know. I follow people, but I'm also uh, glad to say that we're brought to you today by the Tire Association of America. <laughs> I had to drive Kyle here again today. It's not my fault this time. Does it affect you? No. Yeah, it's your fault. Could you have gotten the car today? Nah, no. Yeah, Maybe if I Ubered for like 30 bucks. Yeah, I'll with that. Whatever. All right. Anyways, let's jump right into it. Uh, let's get into free agency. Obviously, the big news all around a week late because we're a bunch of degenerates and missed last week's episode is Gordon Hayward signed with the Celtics. This is why we have JJ on. Let me just start by saying, fuck you, JJ. Ha ha. Yeah. Hey, you got Jonas Jerebko, though. Congratulations. Yeah, you know, Consolation uh, prizes, man. It's the en- energetic Larry Bird. What, what do they call him? The Swedish Larry Bird. That's what it is. Swedish Larry Bird. Yeah, there's nothing Who sweet about him. him. <laughs> Tommy did. All right. So, you know, Celtics did have to give up Avery Bradley. We'll get a little bit more into that um, just to make cap room for Gordon Hayward. But how do you guys think that he's going to fit into this team? Do you think that this is going to put them on Cleveland's level? I mean, let's let's get chatting about this. I, I I think that honestly, this doesn't put him over Cleveland. It's a nice move. It's it's fun to have a max player like this. But to be honest with you, did he really fix any of the, the Celtics problems? He's not a, he's not a outstanding rebound. He's a small forward, man. Like he's not he's not he's not stopping anything in terms of uh, elite paint defense. Uh, he's not doing anything in terms of rebounding right now. So, honestly, he's a great secondary scorer. I, I'll, I'll talk about Avery Bradley later, but I hate that we lost Avery Bradley. But like, what does he really put us over as a hump? Like, I honestly feel that it does, man. I think Cleveland's starting to unravel. It's starting to look like Celtics is uh, the team to top of the East, man. And I think he does bring that that edge that we need. Scoring, man. Avery Bradley, you know, you can say what you want. Like I said, we'll get into Avery Bradley later, but he brings consistent, you know, like primal scoring, which we actually need. And he's not a bad rebounder. I mean, he's 6'8". Nobody really plays the traditional traditional spots in the NBA anymore. So, I mean, he goes out and grabs boards, and he does his thing. And I think it honestly – I think we, if we won a, a series with Cleveland, I would not be surprised, honestly. 
Yeah, but JJ, you poor, poor bastard. Yeah, you've watched. Now, for the listeners out there, this is a guy that shelled out serious money last year so that he could watch every single Utah Jazz game. Nobody's done that outside of the Mormon religion in about 25 years. (laughs) So, JJ, tell us about Gordon Hayward. I mean, we've obviously all seen limited play out of him. What do we get? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Well, this is um, actually, Jay, I was with you when when the Jazz drafted him. And I remember uh, I was pretty drunk and I was upset and uh, I kind of booed with the rest of Jazz fans. But I will say this about Gordon Hayward. You're getting a someone that is in the gym. He's a gym rat. No one has gotten better year after year more than Gordon Hayward that I've ever seen in a Jazz uniform. And you probably thought I'd come on here and trash Gordon Hayward, but I'm going to tell you right now, you're getting a wing player who can not only guard the four, because I, I saw him covering Blake, he can cover LeBron. You're getting also something that hasn't been talked about with Gordon Hayward enough is shot blocking. I've seen him throw that ball off the side, back of the backboard, just like LeBron. And you're getting, you're getting a hard worker. Does it put you over with Cleveland? I, like Kaba said, I think Cleveland's going in the wrong direction. I think you guys are going in the Hell right yeah. direction. I like this kid already. But we're gonna go, uh, we're gonna go back to Bradley at the end of that because that's that's the piece I think that was actually a bad move for you guys. All right, so we, so we lose, we lose Avery Bradley. I mean, the guy's gonna be a free agent next year. He's looking at twenty million a year potentially, out of our range if we want to sign Isaiah again. If we're Looking to the future with Jalen Brown, we got Jason Tatum now all of a sudden who's going to be coming off a rookie contract in three or four years. But we did get a decent piece that kind of addresses some issues in Marcus Morris. Um, I mean, it, was it enough for Avery Bradley? Do you think that it was the right move? Would you have rather seen Jay Crowder go? I mean, Kyle, what's, what's your opinion on this? I mean, it's the ultimate. Jay, what's your opinion on this? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, uh, really? Do you want to give your opinion? Yeah, on yeah. First? I, you know what? Okay. I think we'll take first take. Thank you, okay. thank you, Jay. Yeah, I'll try. You know, appreciate that kind of friendship. Yeah, you've been talking a lot today. And we just started the podcast. How am I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Avery Bradley was the piece to go, and, Mal- and Malcolm Moore. I mean, uh, Marcus. Oh, Mar- Marcus. 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 Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <clears throat> I'm terrible at names. Might not be a good podcast player, but. All Anyways, right. go on. <laughs> Anyways. Morris brings a little toughness, man. He's a stretch four. I think that's the way the NBA is going. And I think, you know, like Danny Ainge, he definitely panicked a little bit, I think, towards the trade deadline. I mean, towards uh, the deadline basically to, to uh, sign Hayward. And everyone knew they had to relief cap, and he didn't want to go in other directions. I thought Avery Bradley honestly was, was the right move. I think that was the move to make. Nah, you're crazy. Yeah, I know. You're absolutely nuts. Uh, first off, uh, I'm going to just say it right off the bat. Um, Avery Bradley is my favorite Celtic, um, and he has been for a while. He was. En- he encompassed everything that a, being a Celtic was. When he played. But, oh, come on, man. Like, listen, this dude, this dude was the leader. Whenever Isaiah Thomas was out, and even in the playoffs, he was the guy who was that secondary scorer for them. He was the guy who, when Isaiah was down because of the situation that he had to go through with his sister, he was the guy that would pull everybody together. To lose somebody like that, I, I, and I understand, we're getting Marcus Morris. He's got that toughness attitude to him. But let's not pretend like Marcus Morris is a great rebounder. Like he's not like he's tough and all, but the dude averaged like what five point eight rebounds no, I don't, a game. I, I don't think they did get quite enough back, but. I mean, it's, if you had to p- take your pick between Jay Crowder and, and Bradley. Jay Crowder. 
Yeah, but Jay Crowder, how many more years we got him on? All Six million dollar day. deal. It was it three more years we have him for? Yeah, but then we got to look Producer at the development Craig. of Jalen Brown. We got to look at Jason Tatum, who another one we're going to talk to a little bit later. But he's showing it up in summer league. Yeah, but we weren't going to be able to sign Avery Bradley, and everybody knows that. And to me, if you're trading Jay Crowder, Avery Bradley, I'll take Jay Crowder because he's on three more years, two, we three gave more up, years. I don't know what the exact year. We gave year. up Avery Bradley, bro. Who I, understandable? He is he is a unrestricted free agent. We gave up Avery Bradley for Marcus Morris, who's a bad rebounder. So we have the worst rebounding front court right now, and a second round pick. You can't tell me that's not a bad trade on our part. Yeah, we that's a get, great trade on Detroit. JJ, what do you think, man? Well, I think actually with Marcus Morris is actually probably the best bang for your buck in the NBA. It's something that's not talked about. He's he's a great shooter. He's not a rebounder, but no one in the Eastern Conference is. And the biggest thing with Avery Bradley that I want to point out is all the Celtics fans that love IT, and I'm one of his biggest fans, the biggest problem with IT is that he can't guard the point guards like a Kyrie Irving or a Kyle Lowry. Those are the only two teams you have to worry about if you're a Boston Celtics fan. You just lost the person who guards both of them. Exactly. Agreed. But, I mean, we still got Marcus Smart. We still got Terry Rozier, who looked like kind of a pit bull in defense last year. He's a hell of a rebounder at that. I mean, I say we like I play for them. But <laughs> the team definitely has defensive options. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Kyrie so, said, like, the best defensive player that's ever guarded him was Avery Bradley, and we just lost him. So, like, Tell me, tell me how I, I th- honestly think like we we got a little bit better in terms of certain aspects, but honestly, I think it's a lateral move. And but I just looked it up though, you know, Crowder's contracts up in twenty twenty, Avery's is up in this year. I mean, I'm, to me, it's a no brainer. You're gonna let him go anyway, so you might as well get. Would you say we got a second pick back too? A second round pick. Could we have gotten more, like maybe yeah. a little bit more? But everybody knew that Andrew's strapped against the cap, so they, you know. Nah, people. Nobody wanted to get fleeced by the guy. Um, underrated pickup, obviously, was Aaron Baines, also from Detroit. Now, that's a guy that's a banger. I mean, he averaged – I don't even know what he averaged, to be completely honest with you. But he's a guy who is 15 yeah, yeah, to 20 minutes a game. I think he's going to be our starting center this year, and I think he's going to come in, give us that attitude that we've been lacking since Kendrick Perkins got traded. And he's a lot more skilled than him. Not to mention he's Australian, which means he's a badass motherfucker. <laughs> it's, it's well known. He's like, he's like a giant Del of That's not a knife. This is a knife. This is a knife. I can speak for Australians being a jazz fan. I got a couple over here. Yeah, you got a few. Yeah, a couple over there. They're all about the Australians. <laughs> they love to go down under. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, going on with uh, NBA news. Another big, big shakeup was Chris Paul getting traded to the Rockets. The Rockets traded half their roster for him. I hated the fact that they lost Patrick Beverly. I mean, that's, besides Avery Bradley, probably the second best perimeter defender in the NBA. Um, does he make them a contender right off the back? Is Melo headed there? Are they going to be able to shake that up? Probably not because the Knicks are absolute fucking degenerates. But what do you think? Can him and James Harden coexist? I know we touched on this the last episode. Now it's a reality. What are they going to do to make it work? So first and foremost, James Harden has to take a back seat. He can't have the ball in his hands as much. Chris Paul has had the ball in his hands his entire life. He has been the ball handler. He has been the point guard. He runs the offense. James Harden has to step aside, and he has to be able to play off the ball. Now, will it work? We'll see. Honestly, I think if if Carmelo goes there, it makes it even more complicated because what is Carmelo going to do? 
Oh, what is it? What is Mike Mike D'Antoni, who's already coached Carmelo in New York? How is he gonna work with Carmelo? Is he gonna put him in the post? What is what is he, what is he actually? What does they plan on doing? And they have to go through. I'm I'm hearing reports that it's a four team trade. Like literally, like you have to give up so much just to grab a guy like that to put in. And does that really put you over at Golden State? I well, say no. What made them so successful last year too was the ball movement. I mean, they're constantly moving the ball. They're up and down the court. Chris Paul, he can run the break, but he's more of a half court set guy. You know, he likes to go around screens. He runs an amazing pick and roll, which I think will fit in with them. But at the same time, you throw Carmelo on that team, you're stopping the ball once every three or four possessions, right. which is going to absolutely kill them. Um, I mean, I just don't see how it works. And to get Carmelo, they're probably giving up Ryan Anderson, who yep. I think is an underrated asset, yep. especially on that team. See, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this one real quick. I do think it will work out. And if they get Carmelo, I think they'll be even better because – Guess what? They guess what Golden State did, man. They loaded up on talent. Talent rises to the top. In the NBA, it's all about talent. Everybody knows that. And Chris Paul, man, picture him running the transition with that team. That's crazy. And picture Adam and Carmelo. They probably play honestly. They would probably play Carmelo at the four, and they probably in the half court sets. They could. They could think about it, man. They'll be posting Carmelo up. You got James Harden running off screens. You got Chris Paul handling the the rock like. In my opinion, I think they do have enough juice to beat Golden State, especially if they get Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony is the one of the most hated on players I've ever seen. He's always played on a bad team. He's like the Charles Barkley. I mean, not, not that he's Charles Barkley, but like he's always the stereotypical dude that's never going to win a championship. It doesn't mean he doesn't have talent. Like He's the man. Go ahead, JJ. No, I think you're spot on with the Carmelo. I was actually thinking about that coming over here. It was Carmelo. We've never heard an athlete actually get trashed and praised so much at the same time. Right, man. Team USA, all you heard was Coach K saying that he was the hottest worker on the team and about the leadership, and then we go into hearing about former coaches trashing him. So now go on to the Rockets here. As a Jazz fan, I was actually delighted to hear about that trade, and there's a couple reasons. Uh, For one, James Harden was an MVP candidate last year because he had the ball in his hands almost 100% of the time. And with Chris Paul there, from what I heard, Chris Paul said he's willing and wants to come off the ball and play off the ball, which is awesome for me to hear because if there's one knock on Chris Paul's game, and trust me, I used to hate Chris Paul being a Darren Williams fan. However, Chris Paul can't shoot. If he's going to be going off the ball, that plays right into the defense. And as for Mello, I think Mello plays better when he puts his backside on the block and actually posts up. He's a great power forward, but once again, needs the ball in his hands. D'Antoni is a quick shot clock offensive scorer. And if the ball is going to be not moving around, and I think it's going to stick. I think the ball is going to stick. There's going to be nights where those three players are talented enough to blow you off the court. And there's going to be nights where defensively and chemistry-wise, they're going to get destroyed. I don't know. I don't believe in the premature ejaculation offense. I think that it's an absolute fucking sham. I don't think it's what a does championship. What that even mean? Seven seconds our... are left. You should know well what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if they're running the ball, I think there'll be no problems, man. I mean, you're, you're, they're going to be running. They're going to be pushing it. And when they don't push it, they but can... But Chris they Paul can, doesn't like to push it, though. Who's playing defense? Yeah, but you're, he's playing for Mike D'Antoni. He's going to have to push it. Who's you're playing about, defense? He's yeah, going to change his whole, like, his listen, whole playing style. Everybody's though. not the Warriors, though. I mean, you got to try to come at them with as much offensive explosions as you can, man. But they play defense unbelievably. Draymond and Kevin Durant are two top ten defenders and in that's the league. And that's why no team thinks they're going to ever match up. But guess what? 
if you have a team that could put points up with them, and I'd say let's, I say let's see what's going to happen. I say you know what I mean. I, we'll I'll see tell what you what's going to happen. They're going to fucking lose. I disagree, man. If, I think that they, I don't think they get past the Spurs. If they get Carmelo, I think that's complete nonsense. Well, first off, Especially they didn't get, get past Mello. the Spurs in this in this uh, playoff series. Secondly, if they if they get Carmelo, think about what you have to give up. You're talking about Ryan Anderson, who's a perfect fit with James Harden. Okay, so he's a perfect stretch four. Uh, beyond that, you're you're giving up Trevor Ariza, who's a great defender. How many defenders are you gonna lose out on? You're not gonna be able to guard anybody on the on the perimeter. James Harden. You're not gonna be able to guard anyone anyways. James Harden is like a fucking opinion, matador. Dude. He's a matador. You know, ole ole ole. Like it's yeah, ironic. No, he's, he has to play red. better defense, and so is in Chris Paul. But he's not. They going need to, to step it up a just a little bit. Chris Paul is a consummate defender. Good, yeah, he's a pretty Jesus good defender. Christ. Well. He's what he was. He was all. He was all defensive team, right? He's been a I couple times. He's Harden, been a league leader James in Harden steals. All needs to do is step it up. Then it is from what I'm hearing. Like, and you, it, Golden State is pretty much unguardable anyway. So what are you gonna? You, you can only try to outscore them. I, I feel. Just to add in there really quick, the biggest thing I would almost think that the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference are two different NBAs. Sometimes in the Western Conference, you need depth, and something that people don't talk about because of all the stupid superstars in Golden State is that every single person that takes their ass off that bench fills a role and plays it very well. Even Jamal McGee, everybody that does something, does something well for five minutes. And that's exactly why you can't beat the Golden State Warriors, because no one is 12 deep. And as good as they are, they don't play 12 in the playoffs. Yeah, But, that, but everyone that comes off there does their thing. Not to mention Iguodala coming off the bench. like That's an all-star. To me, that's where Golden State blows everyone away is – they have an Iguodala who should be starting Sean elsewhere. Livingston. And Sean Livingston. You, I mean, he played overseas for years before he cracked the NBA again. And he's a legit talent. Like, he is. All right. Other NBA news. We got uh, Paul Millsap going to the Nuggets, signing a ridiculous deal, which good for Paul Millsap. He's been taking pay cuts his whole career. I personally appreciate him. We got a Jazz fan over here. Once again, if you haven't heard, JJ is a fan of the Utah Jazz. I'd actually I repeat. Like <laughs> I repeat. Utah Jazz. Excuse me, I would actually like to start this off on no, no, Paul. No, I was Millsap. looking I can, towards you, anyways. Man. I'm definitely. I'm, I can see. I can see why you had me come here today. There's a few jazz men uh, on the move. But, um, jazz men. So Kyle likes jazz men. We we drafted uh, Paul Millsap. The Utah Jazz did when we had Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer, and Paul Millsap in so many ways outperformed Carlos Boozer, and for that I hated him. But um, in the end of the day, he was a great locker room person, and he actually learned how to become a stretch four before that was even kind of a thing in the NBA. I'll never forget that game against the Miami Heat where he buried those threes and we, we beat the Heat. I sat on the couch for about a half an hour after that game with a huge smile on my face because I Pants thought we around were around his finals. ankles. Oh, I did. No, a few times. I Thank God for TiVo. Jeez. That was nice. <laughs> but I will say, going to the Nuggets, I actually think that that's a really good pickup for them, especially because I think they lost with Gallo. Where did Gallo go now? Gallo went to the Clippers. Gallo went to the Clippers. So they, when you lose Gallo, you need a guy like Paul Millsap. He's a great locker room guy, and he he's not a great defender, so they're going to need to play some defense down low. But he's a good passer, and he's a phenomenal shooter. I think I think him and Jokic together is going to be exciting. Perfect. I mean, Jokic is... He's a six nine, slow, flat footed like point guard though. But the guy is unbelievably skilled for what he does. He kind of reminds me of Arvita Sabonis like back in the day, from what I've seen in tapes. Because God knows he didn't come to the NBA until like he was all fucked up and communism got to him. Mm-hmm. But um, he's actually six eleven. He's a big boy. Yeah, he's a monster. Um, what do you guys think about Gallo on the Clippers? So the Clippers are now rolling wholeheartedly with you got Blake Griffin, you got DeAndre Jordan. 
You got Gallo. That's running the team. You got Doc Rivers' son because his wife held out on him. Um, <laughs> what do yeah, you mean? Yeah, we're back Tell to the that. fans about a little bit more about what you mean right well, there. Well, we talked about this last show. If yeah, you weren't blackout drunk, you'd remember yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, well, I like the sauce. Yeah, yeah silence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So is this is this a team that's making the playoffs in the West? Though I mean, it's, if Blake, I no. I couldn't agree more. I mean, there's Fuck so many here. up and coming teams that are coming in and just trying to like dominate completely, and the Clippers are completely free falling right now. So first and foremost, let's just talk about Doc Ineptitude as a GM. Okay, he's awful GM. He's not that great of a coach, but he was kind of great within that one year, two years that we had the big three in uh, in Boston because he was able to mold uh, personalities together. Listen, he's not going to be able to put them over the hump. He's not the guy. And the, and the Clippers, to be honest with you, you're going to roll, you're going to have, you're going to hit your wagon to Blake Griffin. Dude cannot stay healthy. And you're going to have DeAndre Jordan there. You have a, a front court of Gallo, who, okay, he can't stay healthy either. You're going to have Blake Griffin, and you're going to have DeAndre Jordan. You, now, granted, you're going to have Patrick Beverly there but in Austin Rivers, but really, are, do you really think that's going to make the West? I don't at all. Hell no. The Clippers are going to be terrible. They're, not, they're definitely not making no eight seed. I mean, and we're talking about the eight seed. You're the last team. You're talking about the team – that's hoping to get slaughtered by Golden State in the first round, 4-0. Like, to me, there really isn't much to talk about either of these teams. Like, they're both trash. The Nuggets trash. or the Clippers, they're both. They I, well, I think teams. the Nuggets are going to be a playoff team. I disagree 100%. Why do you think? Like, that's more of an interesting Because everybody in the NBA the smokes weed and they can't run up there. What? You really don't think the Nuggets? They were almost a playoff team this past year, bro. Yeah, but you also got other teams improving. You also got... The Timberwolves, the Timberwolves are gonna among improve, others. That but then other teams are going to fall off, like the Clippers. All right, let, let's get into a little more fun in the West, and let's talk about the Thunder real quick. And then my probably my favorite subject this whole episode we'll get into after that, but I'll leave that. You know, we'll leave that hanging there. We'll tease you guys a little bit. But <laughs> You love the tease, don't right. you? You don't I ever. <laughs> so Paul George gets traded to the Thunder. Somebody cucked the living shit out of Danny Age on this one. I what was the word? Cucked? Cucked. Like cuckolded? Like cuckolded. Oh, all right. I just Google it. Just Google cuckold. it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, it mean, it's like when somebody, like, cheats on somebody and, like, bangs their wife. In front of them. You would know yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Learning a lot. You told me. You warned me about your mom, though. So. Hey. Oh, oh. shit. <laughs> now, anyway, so, Paul George, Russell Westbrook together. I'm back for that band. I actually, actually love this pairing together. I think that they're going to be coexisting. Is the rest of the team around them good enough? Do you think that this fan base is going to be awesome, JJ? <clears throat> All right, so I've been nice uh, pretty much this whole podcast, but let's just talk yeah. about every... Let loose and be a, be a dick. Every That's what we single want. thing that happened in this offseason happened in my division. Every <laughs> single one of them. So I've just sat here and watched my star player leave and every single team in my division get better. So let's start with the Thunder. Paul George, thank God you did that Gatorade commercial so you could learn how to hit a game-winning shot. But thank God you're playing with the MVP, so that's going to work out for you well because you don't need to handle a ball and don't do anything besides shoot and score because that's all you can do, Paul George. I'm not a huge fan of that fella. But they have enough depth out there, and they're well-coached. And out west, you need to be well-coached to win. I mean, 
Paul George, to me, adds a lot more than scoring. And if you ask my opinion, I think he's a good distributor. He's definitely a good Shots rebounder. Fired! He's long. Shots fired! <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, apparently That's a new our soundboard producer, right Craig, there. just like trying the new, new soundboard. soundboard things yeah. out. It's even though Shots I'm talking. Fired, homie. No like, one has ever done that. Oh, well, no there's another one. Like, I'm not talking, but. In the history of Dota. <laughs> Fucking Colin, <laughs> Colin McGregor on this bitch. Come on, how's that even factor into this? This just is supposed sh- to be an just NBA shut up podcast. And talk. Just All right. talk. I'm, well, I'm trying, you know what I'm saying? But I'm trying basically, too. The, I New don't things. think it makes them much better. They're going to get slaughtered. Go ahead, Jank. Uh, hot take. It, it's <laughs> Short and take. <laughs> it's good that they grabbed another score, but really, Paul George is going to end up stopping the ball. He's going to be a little bit like a Carmelo Anthony. And to be honest with you, like I, I believe he does more things than just score. He does play defense too. And the guy is like six ten. He only listed at six eight, but let's be honest, he's he's about six ten. Um, seen blue chips. Yeah, we we seen blue chips. But the thing is, is that like I don't, and I, I disagree with you, JJ. Actually, I, I don't believe Billy Donovan is a great oh, coach. Shit. Actually, I actually think he's kind of a bum, to be honest with you. As a, as a PC fan, That's the I, I don't like your coach opinion. Is a bum. You don't like my opinion either. I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, I think he's a bum. Like, I honestly, I everyone, everyone said that over. It was like way overstated that goal, uh, that the Thunder were like bad last year. I honestly think that they had great talent, but they just weren't able to mesh. So. Tell me, tell me, am I wrong? Like, yes, tell me. you guys are all on crack. I might be. Interesting. I mean, like straight Central Falls rocks right now. Fucking Paul George is a top ten See, player yeah, in bro. the NBA. He went toe to toe with LeBron in the playoffs. All right, but he lost I mean, four to nothing, bro. No, he didn't. They went seven games. Nah, like he four got years swept, ago. guy. Not this year. Oh this year God. doesn't How count. That team sucked. Are the oh, Celtics this year big count? three still fucking available too, or what? Yeah, let's talk yeah, about Larry Bird while we're while we're talking about fucking past listen, shit. Listen, Paul George is. A, if he was on the Celtics, you guys would both be creaming your fucking pants right now. But I would not cream case. my fucking pants. That's not the case, yeah, though. Me too. Paul George is a top 10 player in the NBA. Him and Russell Westbrook are going to be fucking How does it work? amazing. How does it work? How does it work with KD? does not need Let the me ball. just put it like this. How'd that work with KD? And KD is a wetter, way yes. better player than Paul George. KD has they, a Their bigger, team's actually worse, I think, than when KD was did there. Did you not see KD's attitude last night when Peyton Manning made some gay little Peyton he Manning joke? He was in joke? on the joke. Everybody knows that. They even brought that up well, on he's NBA kind of a, The Jump. He's kind of a prick anyway, so I don't give yeah, a fuck. KD, no one really likes KD KD anyway. is a self-indulgent cunt. That's why he went to the fucking Warriors. Everybody knows that. Paul George is a humble dude. He's willing to take the backseat. He's willing to do the dirty work. Did you We've hear what he said, before. though? Did you hear what he said? He said, if the Thunder made the... Western Conference Finals, or if they make the finals, then I'd be super to leave. You know how much pressure that puts on the Thunder to actually make either one of those? And I don't think they make either one of those. They I, need to make I at think least it's one very or two possible. more moves. I think it's horribly possible. They need one or two more moves, at least, I think. Jezza, Who says it doesn't over, yeah. A good move for them, actually. And this is, I'm not talking about another Jazz man, unfortunately. Uh, another fallen draft pick. Ennis Cantor is going to be leaving the Thunder real soon. That's the, the word out of that camp. But they, they picked up Taj down. Gibson. So Taj Gibson fits better down there with He's Adams. actually adding the Timberwolves now. He's actually on the Timberwolves now. No, they moved to the Timberwolves. Like I said, I'm, I, my division's getting <laughs> so up, good, man. I don't even know where anyone else is anymore. All I know is my Jazz probably aren't going to be in the playoffs. Probably? I don't know. Yeah, but they play great music, though. I mean, we we talked about this, though, right? If defense wins championships, the Jazz, all they do no, is no just pick up defense, bro. What you talking about? Ooh, that was like 10 years ago, maybe. Hey, you know nah, what, man. You know what's good about Rudy Gobert, though? The way he say croissant. Croissant. The way, the way when they talk about Dwight Howard, he thought they said the weight tower. 
the White Tower. tower. The White <laughs> Tower. All right. So let's get into some serious business here. Oh, yeah. Now, we've got J.J. Reddick going to the Sixers. We've Ooh. got Jamal Crawford joining Jimmy Butler. And as we just Fucking mentioned, the Tom rest Gibson. the Bulls. Yeah, on the T-Wolves. Yeah. Tom Thibodeau, first of all, is a genius for getting the fuck out of there on time. But And then Jeff Teague also joining the Timberwolves. Which one of those two teams is more likely to make the playoffs, and what's the reason for it? Uh, it's tough because the East is so goddamn weak. Like, it's just, like, like literally you just limp into the playoffs and be like, hey, I'm here. But, uh, I mean, it's hard to, to deny the talent in Minnesota. Like, literally, if, if Minnesota doesn't make the playoffs, that just means that Tom Thibodeau has just been a joke, like, this entire fucking time. Like, he's just been awful. Like, that team, you got Jeff T, you got Jimmy Butler, you got uh, Andrew Wiggins, you got fucking Taj Gibson, you got Carl Anthony Towns, you got fucking... Um, uh, Gorgie Jane coming off the bench. You got uh, Jamal Crawford coming off the bench. Shabazz Muhammad coming off the bench. You Shabazz, tell me I think Shabazz what, is a free agent right now. No, he's restricted, so he's he's actually back. The thing is, is that like Sorry. if yeah. owned Lo Siento, uh, Lo Siento. Um, if they don't make the playoffs, Tim Tom Thibodeau is just awful. Like that's just, like you literally have to like try to not make the playoffs if you're just that bad. On behalf of a 2008 Celtics fan, don't you ever talk shit about Tom Thibodeau again? But tell me, like, tell me, how do you not make like they should have made the playoffs so wait, last year, bro? What, what uh, what two teams are we talking about? We're talking Bruh. about the Timberwolves and what else? We're talking about the uh, the Seventy Sixers and the Timberwolves. We're on the Timberwolves. Right I mean, now. you gotta. I'm gonna say the Timberwolves. They definitely did some. In my opinion, I think that the Timberwolves got a better squad than all the bottom teams that we just mentioned in the last couple of takes, including your boys. But I'd say the Eastern Conference, man, with the Sixers, I say they got a way it's better weak chance. As fuck, bro. Yeah, because the East is it's soft as soft as a freaking soft grape. Soft as baby shit. It's soft as baby shit. Soft as a grape. Speaking of that, <laughs> just a reminder: Jay will know all about that in just a couple of months. In just a couple of months, I'll know all about baby He'll know shit. All about also, baby speaking shit. of that, Jay, as of tomorrow, is supposed to stop drinking, even as of on tomorrow. this podcast. That's even on this podcast, Jay, how do you feel about this? Well, first and foremost, I, I said that I was going to try. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to put that out there. Three-letter word, man. And I'm putting try. forth effort, okay? But this podcast requires me to... to loosen up. You know to loosen like, yeah. up and indulge in the alcoholic beverages. So my wife will just have to judge me. From or afar. just not come, you know. You, then so, it just, we well, do it on a secret date. Listen, where let's no not talk about my wife not coming. Okay. <laughs> just kidding, Rachel. I'm so happy your wife doesn't know where I live. She probably fucking murdered me in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Kyle's so happy she doesn't know where he lives. Because <laughs> I'm the favorite friend. <laughs> no, you're not. I don't know. I, JJ's pretty pretty high up there, actually. Wow, JJ. Yeah, JJ. He she actually likes JJ a lot. Like more than me. Absolutely more than you. Rachel, where are you at? <laughs> she, she nods over Kyle's left shoulder. <laughs> but not more than me. We've we've been through some shit. Just because I rock bottomed her one time in college. That's it. That's not what it comes down to. She threw a microwave at Nichols. me. Hey. I've been gotten worse things thrown at me than that. Good Lord. Not by Jay's wife. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, what about the Sixers, though? So we got um, J.J. Redick getting, I think it was $23 million a year yeah, dumb. to play for a year in Philadelphia, which is kind of a 
You were just in Philadelphia, weren't you? Yeah, well, I can uh, certainly go first here. Yes, I did just yeah, come yeah. back from Philadelphia. And let me tell you right now, that city is amped about their basketball team. There's T-shirts everywhere. They got their they got their Fab Four over there now, and I think Reddit going there is actually a really good fit. They're gonna be they're gonna be cruising. No one's gonna want to play them. It's gonna go down to structure with them, but no one's gonna want to play them. They could beat you on any night because they're just gonna run you up and down the court. Dude, I think it's fifty fifty. Like I really think that they could either be really good or they can like be in like one of the worst top ten teams in the East. Honestly, I really could see it going either way. This is not a what doubt think, in my Jay? mind. This is not a doubt in my mind. They're making the playoffs. Yeah, they're making the playoffs. Smart, so. they, they got, Jay, too, they got too much talent right now. And um, first off, can, let me just say, like, fuck you, JJ, for going to Philly. <laughs> like, I really am, like, really upset about that. It's a great trip. Great you city. Go to Hershey Park. Okay, so I didn't go to Hershey well, Park. Well, listen, listen. He, hey, he, he showed me. On, that's he showed a little personal. Me, he showed. <laughs> <laughs> he showed me a picture you of listeners. He showed me a picture of Allen Iverson's retired jersey, and I'm obviously I'm a huge Allen Iverson fan, and I was so upset. But we we talked about this like in our first or second podcast where we were talking about JJ Redick being a perfect fit for the 76ers. And I, that's I think exactly, that was you, not to give you credit or anything, because you're nah, kind of a not dick, to pat but, my back, but yeah, um, no, nah, no. Nah, think about your back is located on your dick. Exactly, it's it's actually located Twice right on yeah, my penis. I like that. Um, but um. No, it's it's actually a great fit for them because if you think about the starting five right now, you got Marco Fultz, you got JJ Redick, you got Ben Simmons, who's probably going to play a lot on the ball. You got Amir Johnson slash Dario Saric. What you saying? Oh, for Amir Johnson, come on, man. Amir Johnson, what does he what does he do for them? He's his veteran. It's veteran fucking rebound for them. He's gonna piss everybody in that city off. I hope they throw batteries at him like yeah, he's fucking Santa will, Claus. Honestly. Really? Are you guys like you forgetting about a mayor? What he does what? for us? Yeah, what, like one, one out of every playoffs? seven games. Or no, he had a zero bad minutes game. in the playoffs. He had a bad year last year, but he had a great year the year before. JJ, back me up on this, bro. No, I'm here. I'm here. When you guys got him, I actually was excited. He really disappointed me. I I remember Amir oh, Johnson on Jesus the Raptors. Christ, so. I thought he was gonna back me up. Amir no. Johnson is like a shitty blowjob. Like. Yeah. Like teeth. That's exactly what he, he's, he's, teeth. he's going for. He didn't get one minute of playoff time for the Celtics. They should nickname him one the minute, Carrot bro? Shaver. He, he didn't, didn't get one he minute. He didn't play not one minute in the playoffs. Oh, look it up, Jay. I'll look that shit up. I look guarantee you played more than look one fucking minute look, in the playoffs. Why aren't you playoffs. looking it up? Right, I'm going to look it up right now. I'll you talk. tell me right now that he played less than one minute At least in the, in the Eastern Conference, I'm going to... Oh, you're going to no, change it? No, no, you're going to no, change no. it right now? No. They had, to, they had to take his starting role. They had to play him less because he didn't fit with any of the matchups. You know why the he didn't fit with any of the matchups? They, they, throw, he, they throw fucking Jonas Repko or fucking Jalen I'm, I'm Brown just saying, in there. No, I'm That's just my saying, starting small when, forward. I'd watch your tongue on that. Well, yeah, he's Ooh. fucking Swedish Larry Bird, so, I mean, yeah, congratulations. Yeah. You know what's good about Jonas Repko? His hair. Um... But Gerald Green stole his starting spot. You know what's good about Gerald Green? Nothing. That's dunk contest in like 2007. Versatility. He's athletic. Hey, Versatility. He, he can and, dunk. And I'm not really and sure he's how missing, he braided he's that He's missing half his ring head. finger. I hope it's on that like marriage hand. Still hasn't gained one pound of weight since he's been in the NBA, it looks like. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there, I guess. He's a cheeseburger, dude. Yeah. I mean, if you're staring at his shorts all the time, I guess you would notice that. I just want to add one thing in there. You got to watch out for those Toronto Raptors trying to recreate the Kardashians down there. They got Sully down there. They're trying to get Boris Dio. They're trying to have the two biggest asses on the block. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you know are they bringing back Sully? Because I, I know they got rid of him for a little bit. 
Are they bringing back Sully? Or Wendy, is he's, still, he's still caught up on that Wendy's drive through You know how late they get backed up. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I've met Sully multiple times, man. That dude likes to eat. Hell yeah, man. I, I told you he's last He's a nice dude, You sent me a picture of Sully. Of Sullinger, I was like, yo, tell that motherfucker to fucking work the hell no, out. No, I know. He's probably he's got the biggest fucking booty maybe in the NBA. The biggest caboose. Caboose, yeah. I mean, if you're staring at the shorts all the time, you might notice that. <laughs> I don't know. Tell me, Craig. Just being a Michigan fan, that's the problem with Ohio State. You know what, though? There's nothing else to do down there. If, if you're playing for Toronto, though, you're a bunch of draft dodgers as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Anti-American <laughs> sons of bitches. <laughs> Couldn't even get drafted by a state. <laughs> Remix. I'm not All sure right. if that was the correct uh, soundboard. Yeah, so, I don't uh, know. He's still working the soundboard fans out, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> What'd you say? I'm saying you suck pretty much, but <laughs> I uh, I don't know what that one is. Yeah, you're an idiot. Way too loud. <laughs> it's still it's going. All right, there often. we go. All right. All right. So um, finally, with NBA free agency, let's talk about how fucked up the Knicks are. They are about to lose Carmelo Anthony for probably nothing. They just signed Tim Hardaway Jr. for a contract of seventy plus million dollars. When yeah. when there was serious talk that the Hawks were only talking about like oh yeah forty seven million dollars, so they gave him like twenty three million more than he potentially was worth. Not to mention when they signed him, they told him, well you know, you can have this contract, but you need to be better on defense, and you know you need to work on your offensive game too. So they're pretty much like take this money. Let's see how it works out. Let's see mm-hmm. what you can do with your life after this. I don't know about you, but if I'm Tim Hardaway Jr., I am trying to sit on the bench the rest of my life and just kind of dicking around a little bit. I mean, you know? can I just put into perspective how much they believe in him? None of the coaches or the front office showed up for his actual like <laughs> press conference. They just had the dude show up like yeah. by himself. Let's and answer they were, for like, your contract. Yeah, they, they, nobody showed up for his contract. <laughs> like the Knicks are like down spiraling, man. Like I feel like they should just blow it up and trade everybody. Yeah, like, at least Phil Jackson would have gave him a book or something about like Zen Buddhism or some dude, Eastern I philosophy. Mean, even to <laughs> deal with the Celtics, like they should have just done that because like where are they going in the future? They're going fucking nowhere. Like, they should just blow that shit up, I think. No, they're too dumb to do it. James Dolan wants to make some money. It's funny to me because if you think about it, Tim Hardaway Jr., he was he was drafted by the Knicks. All right. So he was traded to um traded to One I of believe, those teams. Atlanta. 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 For Jerrion for Jerry and Grant. Okay. Who? Jerry and Grant, exactly. He Who? had dreadlocks. Who the fuck is that? Okay, right. Point guard, right? Um, so they Point ended up odds. signing him after his rookie deal has ended for four years, $71 million. And that just shows the ineptitude of the Knicks. Like, literally, like, all right, so you're going to get rid of Phil Jackson. You're going to get Steve Mills in there as the assistant GM. He's going to be running the show. But you sign Tim Hardaway Jr. for four years, $71 million, when this dude has not done anything in this league and you're strapping yourself in. Like, literally, like, you're trying to get rid of Carmelo Anthony so you can get some more cap room for yourself. That's honestly, some more picks. No, no, no. that seems what it, like it was no. about. If right. we're going to talk about the ineptitude of the Knicks, let's talk about the fact that there were fucking rumors out there that they wanted to bring Isaiah Thomas, not the one that plays for the Celtics, a little 5'8", amazing motherfucker. Isaiah Thomas, a little idiot that ran the CBA under the ground, that and ran declined. the Knicks. 
And he yeah. declined. And he declined. That said that if Larry Bird was black, he'd be just another player. Then he took it back in front hey. of Larry Bird. Ah, that was way before. Well, that was about. Dennis that's Rodman that a, says it. That's when he was making out with Magic on the court. Isaiah Thomas agreed with him and then took it back. He back off of that. No, 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 no. That was when Isaiah Thomas was like making out with Magic, like shooting for AIDS and stuff back in the day. Like, he's the most inept front office person I've ever seen in my life. And he denied the Knicks job. He looked at that team, He's like, nah, looked at good. James Dolan, listened so to him good. play guitar or whatever the fuck he plays, was like, holy shit, my ears hurt. I want nothing to do with this. And he still denied it. The Knicks are an absolute train wreck. They're playing in the arguably one of the best cities in the world after Boston. And they're going nowhere. They're going absolutely nowhere. There's a start. I mean, first of all, a team that's struggling that much, your owner shouldn't be playing a gig during the NBA draft. No and that's way. exactly where Dolan was. There's a little blues band or whatever he was I doing. I know. They were like, you didn't have the date ahead of time? Like, I love exactly. it. Exactly. Oops, my team's drafting tonight. Well, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, they're a perennial lottery team. You don't know when the fucking draft is? Get out of here. You've make, been planning this for three years. He's going to make more money off his band than he will the Knicks, though. Think about that in the future. And the Brooklyn Nets are putting a play, better man. product on the court than the New York Knicks. You know, he, the he's New just like, trouble. I hope the Lakers go the same way. I hope that They're the buses, you shut up. I hope the buses end up James Dolan esque. I mean, Jeannie already like dumped Phil Jackson. I, apparently, she was right about it. Yeah, no so shit. She's either, looking like a visionary right now. Oh, well, yeah. Either he's got erectile dysfunction or. She does? Well, how do you know that? She? Girls can't have that. You said. Phil Jackson does. Yeah. How do you know that? Sparkle he, boy, he's you got a sparkle on your eyelash right now. Why are you staring in my eyes so intently? Because we're on a sports talk radio show. I thought. Well, I hope every. And you're the host. It has everything to do with sports talk radio, by the way. What sparkles or sparkles okay. and staring intently into Craig's eyes? Yeah. <laughs> Just making sure. All right, yeah. So now I have erectile dysfunction. <laughs> hey, I mean that's not newsflash. It is when you look in my eyes. I told him I would get him back, fans. I got you. All right, let's get away from free agency. Let's move towards uh, summer league. They've been actually. I didn't. I didn't even know if they televised as much as summer league until this year. I got kind of into it a bit. They do, huh? No, absolutely. This is the first. This is the most available summer league has been. And I, I probably I started watching it really around the Darren Williams years in like oh five oh six, and it was you know it was on NBA TV, but it was it was tough to watch. It was bad. But let me, I actually wanted to bring this up if we're diving into Summer League now. Oh, we are. Is the, is the product that's actually coming from overseas. So you, Summer League used to be unbearable. It was like watching junior high kids run around with their heads cut off. Now the product that's coming from overseas now is so good that I guess we can't get mad at David Stern for that aspect of what he did for the NBA. He really did make it a global game. And there's, there's some valuable players to be picked up. Yeah, you know, David Stern also... Turn the NBA into like a communist like nation, though. I think Adam Silver, if Vito, anything, I think we yeah. had a bunch of we had a bunch of players coming over from overseas in the mid two thousands for like monetary purposes. But now everyone's looking at the NBA. It truly is a global game now. I mean, we're and Silver, looking at it. Silva has never vetoed a trade, right? Since no, nah, he hasn't had the ability to do so though. Yeah, but you shouldn't though, David Stern. I mean, this dude. It was well, kind of the, a horn, odd the Hornets were owned by though. the league. It, it was yeah, that's a once in a lifetime circumstance, right? But now. I do. Th- I, I'm gonna agree with JJ at one point because I think the European prospects that are coming over, especially the bigs, man, they're coming home over with you know like crazy American games, and they're I feel like seamlessly. You talk about the Greek freak. 
and all their like there's been a ton of European players that are coming over and producing right away within like three years, which is like almost unheard of before like Dirk Nowitzki, honestly. Like no, absolutely. Dirk when when we were growing up when we were in high school, you know, it was like one or two players. Now you're talking about like one or two, three, four players a draft that are blowing up pretty much. We disagree? No, no, I, I absolutely agree actually. Um the thing is with with this draft and with the summer league actually I feel like, for the most part, the first-round picks are just standing out. Like, you have a guy, JJ, you can attest to this. Donovan We've Mitchell, spoke, baby. We spoke about this a, a few different times. Donovan Mitchell, what did he go in the draft? 13. 13, 13 right? Mm-hmm. Tell me how there's 12 better guys than Donovan Mitchell right now in the summer league. Honestly, this dude is killing it. He had... What, eight steals the other day, 30-something points? I saw something. What was it, 22 steals in seven games or something it's like crazy. that? It's crazy. And this dude is a 13 pick in the draft. You got guys like Jonathan Collins showing out. Obviously, Jason Tatum on the Celtics aspect. Hell yeah. Killing it. Josh Jackson. These first-round picks are killing it right now. This is a, this is a lot it's better. It's a deep draft, man. It is a deep it's draft. It's a lot better. It's a lot better than people have actually been established. And then you got guys like the established veterans who are supposed to be great at it, like Brent Forbes just killing it for the Spurs. So I, I honestly I love watching the summer league. My wife probably fucking hates, hates it, it because dude. I'm I just sitting it. there just fucking watching it all the time, and she's like, all right. This has nothing like to do. No bearing, bro. The NBA Jay, news, like, Jay, right Real now. Housewives. This are has on. no bearing on like anything. Like, why are you watching this? And I don't care because I like watching it. Yeah, tell her to watch HGTV in their own their own room. You yeah, that's what, what it's called. You try to tell my wife HGTV to watch HGTV in her own room. <laughs> you try to tell my wife to watch HGTV, she will fuck you up, bro. That's why she doesn't <laughs> like me apparently. But. No, but that's this is what the summer league is all about. It's all about watching this potential and getting a hard on for it. It's like the draft personified, you know. No, tell you, me though, is this is this overrated though? What the, is the summer league? Is the summer league and the summer watching league these performances is, are they overrated? The summer league's blowing up. No, I this, think is right the now. Some, are the performances overrated? Yes. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, you're looking at a bunch of fringe NBA players trying to get into the league, defending other Undra- people who have undrafted. Not, yeah, they got to be a lot undrafted in yeah. there. Well, yeah. It's, well, it's fucking 90%. James Young killing it for the Pelicans right now. Yeah. You know what he is. Exactly. Yeah, but the Celtics also have a million picks. And any, I can see any of the Celtics picks that, especially like a James Young, I could see him blowing up Semi's somewhere else. Semi's killing it, bro. Because the dude didn't get no freaking playing time. Semi, Semi is and hit. Semi is killing Semi is it hit right more now. threes at a higher percentage than anybody in the league. No. And I'm just gonna say it again. Semi, Semi, yeah, Semi, yeah, Semi, yeah, Semi, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but tell me, but tell me, you have a Semi right now. But tell me though, because we we Not overreact- after that glitter comment. People overreacted <laughs> to Lonzo Ball on the on that first debut. Where he just did absolutely when he went like nothing. one for eleven, one for eleven, eleven, one for 15 eleven, eleven game, and in, in, in terms of three point percentage, different game, right? And Shut then up. you look at most recently, thirty something points, eleven, eleven assists, eight, eight boards, eight boards. Near LeBron was sitting there watching the entire time and saying, "Oh, let me pass." Semi. And by the way, by the way, he did not wear big baller brand shoes. He wore Nike shoes. He wore the blue Nikes. Or the purple Nikes, right? The ugly yeah, the, he, yeah, the purple ones. Yeah, those the are gross. The mob mentality. Um, so tell me, like, is this is this something that's like, can you take any stock into 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 summer league? Like, I know what do you think? We've Craig? talked about it, mm-hmm. so no, it's 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 hit or, it's absolutely hit or miss, though. I mean, 
You have players that coming out of the summer league. LeBron, as far as he had dominated the summer league, but he didn't dominate. He should be. But LeBron he didn't dominate everything so far. But he didn't dominate in a way that was like, oh my god, this kid's gonna be unbelievable. There were doubts about him coming the, out of summer league. The funny thing is, is like, all right, second year players, yeah, they you should dominate. You should you should second year and third year players you should dominate, but first years, but first year players, like. It's all ner- it's all nerves. These are guys. Can coming- you do it? These are guys coming out of a thirty game season where they played zero back to backs, unless it's a holiday tournament. Jason Tatum blatantly came out the other day and he was like, "Listen, I'm tired. I'm fatigued. Yeah, it's you know it's tough playing these back to backs. These kids still got to get into shape. They have three months to get into shape. JJ, to what get you into think? NBA shape. You you, you get you just fucking this? interrupt me, you son of a bitch. Well, you're talking too much. Nobody likes you. <laughs> You've interrupted everybody today. No, definitely. I think with the first time players specifically, like I like watching summer league for the Jazz. I have Dante Axum who's coming off the the injury with the ACL, and then Donovan Mitchell who's tearing it up. We're back and on I, the Jazz again. Yeah, we just went straight to the Jazz, and I actually just it doesn't backed matter. Like, well, no, ten Jazz got a lot ago. of shit going on right now. Actually. Well, you did just leave the Rocky Mountain Review in Salt Lake City, so that's why I am talking about the Jazz. <laughs> but they um so you just talk about those two there. I mean, Add I think with the first time players, it's all about communication. Shit. I think if they show leadership in their first year and have the balls actually. They speak up to other players. That shows me a lot. Exum lacks in that. Dude, Exum does not Exum have the. Lacks in that's actually what is showing me the most. Donovan to make Mitchell. It, dude. And Donovan Mitchell is a fucking leader. Absolutely. Off the bat, mm-hmm. like Axum, he's legit. He's legit. Has everybody gravitating towards him. That's what you Axum said. Exum is absolutely. just sitting there. Exum is sitting there. Is like, all right, well, well, I I can do fancy shit, and I have talent, but can I actually be a leader? I don't think he can. Exum is the Australian guy, right? He yeah. is the yeah. Aussie. It's the same thing they say about Jalen Brown. Like, they expect performances that are dominating, like with Exum, with a Jalen Brown, because they should be standouts yeah. against these scrubs that no. they're playing You know against. what I love about Jalen Brown this summer, though? He's coming out there as a guy who got serious minutes on a deep playoff run, Please. and he's trying yeah. things that he never tried. He knows he's playing the two no, this he's year. He's handling better, the yeah. ball more. The ball, he's, yeah. you know, he's trying to drive. He's trying to set people up. Because they're going to try to play him at the two, man. They are. He needs this, to play. They the said two. he needed. He needs to. He needs to guard the two. He needs to guard the one. That's what they said to Jalen Brown. So they right want him the to bat. play the one now too. So no, no, no. But he needs to guard the one because we lost out on Avery Bradley. So you need to be able to guard right. the two. Yeah, you yeah, need to guard yeah. the one. You need to be able to be able to guard the three. That's so why, that's why we're going to see Terry Rosier again. That's on a burn this year. And but Terry Rosier, I think, Rose dude, Rose. he's going to be. A he beast, killed I think, it last man. year in, in summer league. It's going to be important. He, like, he doesn't get a lot of minutes, man. He needs time to shine. I think to. this year he needs to. He needs to be a little more consistent. Um, how about uh, Lonzo Ball? I know we touched on him a little bit. Ducking De'Aaron Fox again. Hey. Shocker. Hey. I don't God. know. I think that whole family's bitch made. He got De'Aaron Nitus. That's what he got. He got De'Aaronitis, man. De'Aaronitis. De'Aaronitis. He's like, yo, this dude bust my ass in in the NCAA tournament. I ain't trying to play him Hell again. Hell no. Hell no. Oh, he miraculously, he miraculously fucking was recovers. It a, was it a groin injury? It was a groin injury. He miraculously I think it's recovers. a lack of penis injury. And he has his best, and he has his best game the next day. Come on, man. Yeah, man. That's a stock thing. His dad, his dad was trying to sell his shoes. His dad, his dad punched him in the balls. Was like, "You got a groin injury, boy. You sit the fuck." He tried to sell his shoes, but he, but he wore Nikes on his best fucking game that he's had. It's a, it's re, it's crazy. Makes me not want to buy the the big baller brand, honestly. What's ridiculous? Plus, did you want to in the first place? Not one. No, you you don't answer. Don't answer. You can do it. I can do what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You but I'm saying money. the big ball, not one shoe is made over from China, man. They got some technical difficulties over there. Well, you you know, know, manufacturing, supplying, you're talking about supply demand. Well, I mean, they don't I even mean, know the whole, what the hell the is going on. The whole family is like a microcosm for China. I mean, dad's like the emperor and the kids are like the little workers. <laughs> Never shit. heard this take. Go ahead, Craig Mintz. I just came up with this take. So right, anyway, just so now, two dad, seconds ago? Yeah, dad's right, a fucking ahead. filthy communist. Hey. You know, the wife, there's only one girl in the family. China only allows one daughter in there. Yeah, families. so you're saying hey, that I mean, they like possibly threw babies sick, in the dumpster so. type shit there or what? They might have. If the baby wasn't <laughs> if the baby wasn't at least fourteen inches. You heard it here. You heard it here. Do you want a boy or an abortion? It sounds like <laughs> you heard Sasha it. Sasha Baron Cohen, my boy. They got two more balls coming. <laughs> <laughs> Not two balls is no ball. JJ out of left field perfectly <laughs> in common. Nah, it's, it's, it's cool to see like Lonzo just go crazy. Like it's, it's, it's cool to see him go nuts and actually have some type of stats backing like his hype. Because honestly, at at the beginning it was like, what is he gonna do? Well, like, I mean, but between the smog. And the overpopulation and the gang violence and the Lakers sucking and We're the Clippers starting to LA, suck. Yeah. yeah, just that way. I mean, LA needs a little glimmer of hope right now. And not to mention there's earthquakes. Like, their whole fucking state might break off <laughs> at some point. Yeah, how is that going to I mean, they might end up like Antarctica. They're going to end up like Antarctica. You know, San, San Francisco and LA will be aligned on those tectonic plates. You know what's crazy, though? Everyone's, everyone's talking about <laughs> Lonzo Ball and they're all, they're all looking at. JJ is a like geologist. This, this fucking savior for 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 the Los Speaking Angeles Speaking of Mike, yep. No, I'm talking. To all right, my bad, my bad. All right. So they're all talking about like them as a, like him as a, a savior for that for that franchise, but really what it is is like look at Dennis Smith Jr. Like <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. Excuse me of the Dallas I'm Mavericks. Sorry, I was trying Cowboys. to hold it. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm sorry. yeah of, the, of the Mavericks. You look at him and he's getting more and more healthy, and he's now he's have an that. athletic freak. He's crazy. Dennis Smith Jr. is a beast, and that dude went ninth. And they did talk about possibly Danny Ainge trading down to get a Dennis Smith Jr. We worked him out twice. Yeah, and I think he's the only player that we worked out twice. Nah, just Tatum too, but maybe Tatum, yeah. But I mean, we told we ended up taking him at three, so I mean, Tatum, you Tatum's expect that. Be this deal. Yeah. All right, so we got a few minutes left. Let's uh, let's touch real quick on the rule changes in the NBA. Personally, I'm a big fan of the timeout rule. So for those not in the know, they got rid of the 20 second timeouts that were actually 60 seconds because God forbid any fucking media network not mislead us, the sheep of the world. Um, they've taken timeouts from 18 timeouts per game to 14 timeouts per game. And you only get two timeouts under three minutes or past that last TV timeout of the game, whichever is less. So I personally can't stand the last few minutes of an NBA game. Every fucking girl I date hates it even more because God forbid they have to sit there with me while I act like a fucking retard watching this happen. Um, what do you guys do? You guys think this affects anything? I mean, I think strategy wise, this is going to affect coaches. I'm kind of worried about the Celtics because Brad Stevens is a goddamn wizard with after timeout play calling. So, like, where do we where do we go with this? Anybody? Anybody? It's, it's, it's funny because obviously the coaches have to take into account now their strategy, so they have to change up their oh, the whole strategy right now. The thing is that with with this 
timeouts right now. Like, like, it's it's crazy. I I think it's I think it's funny that the basketball, the NBA has to speed this up, and baseball or what have you is thinking about ways to speed it up, and they haven't been able to figure it out. But basketball has been able to figure it out, and they they're able to to bring it down in terms of um, timeouts that they've had. So it, I think it's fun, but it's more or less it's. I mean, it was already it was already fun to watch basketball. So tell me how how quick can this be? No, I I will say though, the NBA man like they do have a problem. Like it's not as big as like the Major League Baseball Association. Like and all the all the stuff they got going on. Shut up, Greg. Anyways. There is a lot of extra not needed timeouts at the end of, especially at the end of first halves, where you're like, why are you even calling a timeout? Well, first halves aren't affected, though. It's the end of the game, specifically. It's towards the end of the game, yeah. Either way, man, they call unnecessary timeouts all the time, I think, in the NBA. And I think those four less timeouts were cut out, like, you know, you're talking like 10 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever, like 5 to 15 minutes, whatever the, whatever the ratio is. And I think, like, that makes it more attractive because they call unnecessary timeouts where you're like, okay, I'm waiting. They come back from timeouts and then call timeouts like that, like, right away. And I'm just like, well, really? Like, you know, underrated aspect of it is what are you going to do with the shitty free throw shooters? I mean, you have guys like DeAndre Jordan, you have guys like Andre Drummond who shoot at 45% that are getting subbed in and out every time there's a timeout, every time there's a whistle. If a team decides that they're not going to foul, just to keep these people on the court. I mean, that's changing literally a whole strategy for the end of the game. I mean, you do hack a DeAndre. All right, there's a chance for him if, by God's will, he hits the second free throw. And let, get, and take let me inter- interject real quick because I do think that Stern is against like the hack a shack. Like he, well, Stern's not there. Stern, anymore. no, well, yeah. It begins with an S. Adam Silverstone, Ster- though. Silverson, Sterling, <laughs> Sterling. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no, he is big time. Fans, homie. He he does he is against like the hack a shack kind of approach and Boom. slowing up the whole game. Silverstone, <laughs> Adam Silver. Silverstein. The answer is Adam Silver. Thank you. He got him more Jewish right now, <laughs> right? Come God. on, the guy's a fucking lawyer. Like, he's not Jewish. Guy, do more Jewish, man. What's wrong with Jews? JJ, how do you, what do you think about this? I love it. I actually, I really like the speeding up of the game. I think it also plays into, it's going to cause, uh, it's going to create more creativity at the end of games because people aren't going to be able to set into their zone defenses or set, you know, call specific defenses. In the end of the day, it's probably going to hurt teams like the Jazz or Golden State when it comes to setting their defense. Not going to hurt Golden State on offense before you get me wrong there. But I, what I like is it's going to create on the fly. The best thing is when a team doesn't call a timeout and the point guard goes down the court and creates a game-winning shot. That's some of the funnest stuff. All right, so two other big rule changes is they move the trade deadline up about a week. They're also starting the season 10 days sooner. They're trying to avoid Thank God. four games in five days. I mean, yeah, it's less time i got to wait between basketball. Um, the biggest thing about the trade deadline though is i'm absolutely gonna miss all the rumors during like the weekend like the demarcus cousins trade last weekend was fucking awesome to see him like get informed of that during an interview um but you mean dwight he, howard no demarcus yeah dwight dwight, dwight just kind of happened yeah. like three I'm weeks sorry, ago sorry. no sorry oh my lord i didn't know it happened again it's all right all right so we're, we're starting to deteriorate so <laughs> <laughs> 
I think uh, for the end of this week, we're just going to end it by saying, <laughs> JJ, you lost your best yeah, player. Yeah, sucks, dude. <laughs> it's okay. I'm still in the playoffs. Hey. No, Where? Hey. First round. In the in the better part of the league. Hey. hey. Says who? Say that to the Celtics. <laughs> that's, all, that's, all, that's all depends on uh, who your team is. Anyways, next week, I'm not really sure what we're going to talk about. I kind of want to get together everything. with the boys on Sunday and watch the big three league. Yeah. You know? It's an excuse for Jay to drink after the six month mark. Paul Pierce, do you see? We'll see, we'll see if it's allowed. Excuse I have. Paul Pierce trying to get uh, KG and Colby and, and have there being the big three, man. That'd be a good Truth, big three. The Mamba team. and the big ticket. This yeah, man. Nicknames for days. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at the flagrant fans. You can follow me at Craig Master Flex, J at point God G O D thirty four, Kyle at Ba underscore Jones, JJ at God knows what. JJ working on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, something like that. We are part of the Tucker Punch Productions Network. You can find us on podcasts everywhere. We are the number one podcast on the network. In Fuck the you guys, America. Tucker Run. You guys have a wonderful night. It's been a pleasure. <laughs>